And greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here for you. We want to bring you new topics, new ideas, new concepts, ways to be healthier. There are a number of principles that really make up the choices we should choose to have better health. We can build our health. No one else is responsible for our health but you and I. You for your health and me for my health. Everybody makes choices. If you make bad choices regarding your health, your health is not going to be healthy. But if you make good choices, it's all choices. You're listening today to my program because that's your choice. Now, if you do what I say, and some of the ideas that I present to you, that's another choice. If you don't do them, that's another choice. And I don't think anybody realizes that 98%, 98%, that's almost 100%, right? And 98% of our health is based on lifestyle choices, not drugs. They may be necessary to save a life, but they don't make up our health. In fact, many drugs destroy our health. You've seen drugs like even just Tylenol, one of the most damaging drugs there there are, and yet they're sell, sold. <laughs> they're sold. <laughs> they're sold over the counter, and you can buy as many as you want, and you can take as many as you want. And most people don't think about that because they say, "Well, these must be safe because they're sold over the counter, and I can buy them without a prescription." People realize that a prescription is necessary because that way the doctor can write one or not write one for you based on what the doctor believes is your diagnosis and what you should have, as the doctor would say, for your condition to improve it or whatever. So people buy large quantities of acetaminophen and take them anytime they want. And I know many people take a large, large quantity of acetaminophen, Tylenol. Drugs are damaging to our health. And all drugs are based on collateral damage. How much good will it do? And they will always have some serious, serious side effect. Just taking Tylenol at the prescribed recommendation on the label kills 16,000 people a year. Now, that's not very many people, but you could be one of those. I don't take Tylenol. I have not taken a drug for over 50 years. So when you take a drug, 
you have to consider the risk of taking that drug. So all of our health is based on choices. Choosing a drug or choosing a better diet, a healthier diet. Lots of fruits and vegetables, good proteins, lots of good fats. No sugar, no carbohydrates. And you'll be healthier within three to six months following that type of diet known as the ketogenic diet, you're going to be much healthier. You'll have better better mental clarity. You'll think better. You'll have a better memory. You'll reduce all the inflammation in your body or a good deal of that inflammation. You'll have less pain, less arthritis, less cardiovascular disease, everything. Sugar and carbohydrates is killing Americans. And the American diet is made up almost all of sugar and carbohydrates. Very few people eat enough good quality fruits, vegetables, good quality proteins, fish, meat, whatever it might be. And fats. The healthiest fat I know is olive oil. And that's a choice. Do you want to take olive oil? Do you not want to take olive oil? Everything is a choice. So choose better. Choose well. And you'll be better off health-wise. Absolutely. Well, we have a whole list of things to take care of today. So I'm not going to waste a lot of time on my soapbox. I'm going to just go into the featured topics of the day. And our featured topic is red ginseng. I love red ginseng. It's one of the oldest adaptogens in the world. Thousands of years of use in populations around the world, primarily in Asia, Korea, China, Japan. It's not a household remedy in the U.S. You have to seek it out in order to take red ginseng. And then we'll talk about a new study on melatonin and cancer. Yes, melatonin. And you're right. It's not just for sleep. It's one of the most thorough anti-inflammatories, antioxidants, and boosts the immune system. Oh, yes, it does help you to go to sleep as well. It doesn't put you to sleep. It's not a sedative. But the pineal gland secretes melatonin, and you can also take it as a supplement of melatonin as it gets dark, the end of the day, because that is the time to go to sleep. Realistically, people, do they do that? No. But thousands of years ago, millions of years ago, caveman, so to speak, When it got dark, they went to bed. There was nothing to do. Couldn't see much by the moonlight. But today, people have lights everywhere. And they stay up until midnight or longer. All kinds of lights. Screens, TV, phones. People can't sleep at night. They work on their phone. 
Some get a, some put the TV on. That's just hindering and inhibiting melatonin. Melatonin affects every pathway in the body, every cell in the body. It is one of the most miraculous miracles of molecules that is known today. People just have lost sight of the real benefit of melatonin. Then we're going to talk about why we should eat almonds to boost the effectiveness of exercise. And did you know that sugar, well, of course, sugar is bad anyway for everything. One of the most toxic substances we could consume that doesn't kill us outright, but makes such a mess of all of our pathways in our body, our metabolic pathways, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, cancer, all based on the amount of sugar we eat. And you know all carbohydrates convert to sugar in the body. And I have a solution for you for migraine headaches. In fact, I'll offer you two solutions that have been very, very highly effective for reducing migraine headaches, the frequency of migraine headaches, the pain of migraine headaches, and they may just be the answer for you. And then how to get rid of that middle age spread, that apple-shaped person, that pear-shaped person. Having larger hips and buttocks, thighs, calves, more weight from the waist down than from the waist up. Then I'll give you some tips on how to relieve constipation. We'll talk more about that as we get into the topics, but let's talk about red ginseng. One of the primary reasons why I like red ginseng is because it, it, it is an adaptogen. It helps our body to adapt to everything, all of our crisis, all of our, all of our stress, all of our lack of fatigue, or excuse me, of energy when we have fatigue. So there's many reasons why we should continue to use a product like red ginseng. Now, here are some health benefits of red ginseng. Why, you know, why, are we, why do we call it red ginseng? You know, sometimes you can go into a store and you can see a ginseng. You may not see red ginseng. Well, white ginseng, as most commonly and often seen, sold, and red ginseng, which is not frequently sold because of the misunderstanding about red ginseng and white ginseng. They are both from the same species. They're both from Penix Meyer ginseng. That's the name of the botanical name of red ginseng or white ginseng. Same species. But red ginseng is taking the white ginseng and steaming it, cooking it. This is the oldest traditional method 
of preparation of making red ginseng. Why do they make it red? Well, they found out that red is more effective, better absorbed, and have a higher concentration of the key compounds of red ginseng, or ginseng in general, called jacinocytes. These jacinocytes are the key compounds within the root of ginseng that provides the benefits. And when they steam it, that increases the rare, noble jacinocytes from the classic jacinocytes up to 17 times greater and seven times stronger. Cooking vegetables does not harm the vegetables. In fact, it makes them easier to be absorbed and broken down in the digestive tract. Raw vegetables sounds healthy, sounds really good. Sounds like it's going to be really helpful for me to increase my, my health. I'm eating my food raw. Well, raw is not the best. A raw carrot does not give you the vitamins and minerals and all the nutrients that carrot provides when it's raw. They're there, but we don't digest a raw carrot. Most people don't chew it to break down the carrot and open up all the fiber so that we can absorb the nutrients of the carrot. By steaming a carrot, we provide more benefits from the carrot that is steamed than raw. The steaming opens up the fibers of the carrot allowing us to be able to absorb the nutrients from the steamed carrot versus the raw carrot. So when we steam and cook or cook the red or ginseng in general to make it red, it turns red from the cooking process. And that's why it's referred to as red ginseng, only because of the color that is found after cooking or steaming white ginseng. But the steaming increases its value. Like steaming a carrot increases its value over a raw carrot. If you swallow an almond, the nut, almond, if you swallow it, it's going to go right straight through you. Because you didn't digest it. You didn't chew it up. So if you have a raw carrot, people don't chew a carrot long enough or completely to break down the fiber to absorb the nutrients of the carrot. So red ginseng gives you a tremendous benefit compared to white. It dramatically increases energy levels. It improves focus and attention. It boosts the libido and the sex drive for both men and women. And it modulates or reduces high blood pressure. Improves the metabolism of the body. That means everything is working better. And that's what adaptogens do. Makes the body much more healthy, much more equipped to handle all the stress that the body is under. So it, it reduces stress. 
except uh, very effectively. It builds up the immune function for cold and flu, viruses. It fights inflammation, increases resistance to cold and flu, and prevents and alleviates side effects of cancer. All from red ginseng. All because of the gisenocides that are found in red ginseng compared to white ginseng. Now here's a new study. Red ginseng was tested in an Olympic weightlifting team. Very fit, very professional, elite athletes. These were all elite elite athletes, both men and women, from the Armenian national weightlifting team, and they were competitors at the highest levels, including the European National Championship. Now, they started with 10 days of exercise with no supplementation of red ginseng. Nothing. They just did their exercises as normal for 10 days. Then after three days of rest, they were given red ginseng capsules, 400 milligram per capsule. And then they also gave a group of the athletes a chewable tablet of red ginseng, 100 milligrams for 10 days each, with one week washout period between. So one group took 400 milligrams. Let me go back a step. The whole group took 400 milligrams every day for 10 days. And their strength, endurance, stamina, and energy was recorded. Then the same group after a washout period, so everything was cleaned out of the system, no red ginseng was left in the body, they took a chewable tablet, 100 milligrams of red ginseng, again, each for 10 days. Now, measurements for this study, during each 10-day cycle, fitness was recorded by barbell squats and push-ups. With increasing repetitions and weight, which would cause fatigue and muscle soreness. So the results of this study, both dosages, 400 milligrams capsule or the 100 milligram chewable tablet were both highly effective, reducing fatigue based on measurement of muscle soreness. And the effects were slightly faster with a chewable tablet than the capsule. But fitness improved in both groups. And now here's the problem. Finding quality ginseng is a challenge. You want to make sure you get a good quality red ginseng because it has been proven very effective for increasing energy levels, reducing stress, reducing muscle soreness, 
boosting libido and sex drive, improves mental brain function, improves focusing, concentration, mental clarity, memory, attention, and lowers high blood pressure, improves the metabolism of the body, is as, as how it works. Everything works more harmoniously, work the way it should work. Like comparing to a car, all the gears and all the, um, all the friction and all the things that go on in an engine is way it, the way it is supposed to be. The body is working the way it's supposed to be. Improved immune function, fights inflammation, Resist resistance to cold and flu and other viruses. Prevent and alleviate side effects of cancer. Now you want to find a good quality ginseng. Red ginseng. Why? Because researchers tested 80, 80 ginseng samples for pesticide residue. Why do they spray ginseng with pesticides? Well, most of the ginseng today is grown, farmed grown, because while it's very difficult to find it in the wild, it has been over-harvested, over-wild-crafted, and so in order to supply ginseng to the world, there are farmers around the world who are ginseng farmers, and it's very lucrative if you do it right. Now, when you grow ginseng, you know, let's take, for example, corn. Plant corn, you harvest it at the end of, the, end of summer, or late fall. So one, wait, three, four months, you have corn. I'm not a farmer, so I hope I got that right. But you have one crop, maybe two crops of corn per year. Ginseng takes six years to grow. So if you're a farmer and you plant ginseng, you have to wait six years, not a month or two months or three months like corn, six years to harvest it. So you want to make sure that after six years, you have a successful and effective harvesting of the ginseng. So in order to protect the ginseng, and it is very susceptible to pests, bugs, fungus, and contamination. So farmed ginseng is sprayed with pesticides over and over and over again for six years, every year for six years. And the result Commonly grown, farm-grown ginseng for six years. After six years, they found 246, now get, get that number right, 246 different pesticides were detected on farm-grown ginseng. 78% of the samples of ginseng were positive for fungal Brain and other pesticides. 
Fungicides are widely used in China. One is quintazine. Quintazine is a fungicide that is widely used on ginseng. It is not approved on food in the United States by the FDA. It has limited approval in the U.S. for golf carts, <laughs> for golf course turf, for cotton, and potatoes. Potatoes are sprayed with quintazine. Excuse me, quintazine. So, I don't think potatoes are part of anybody's diet anyway. The starch of potatoes is converted to sugar so fast and so completely, you get more sugar out of a potato than you do out of a candy bar. And you never want to use cottonseed oil in any kind of food, and they use it in all kinds of preparation of foods because it's so cheap. Cotton is not a food. So there is no limit to the amount of this fungicide sprayed on cotton. But then they take the seed of cotton and they make oil out of the seed. And it's used in a lot of different foods prepared in the United States and used for frying foods in the United States because it's so cheap. It's a byproduct of cotton. So it's very, very cheap. So there's a big growth, farming growth, of ginseng in Wisconsin, down near Wausau, Wisconsin. But 95% of that cannot be sold in the U.S., so it's shipped to China, to the Asian countries, where they don't have strict fungicide and pesticide regulation because it can't be used here because it's so highly contaminated from spraying pesticides and fungicides. But now there's a better, better way, much better way to cultivate clean, clean ginseng. And that is through hydroponically cultivation. Growing it in water. It is a sterile method of growing ginseng. No exposure to spraying pesticides, fungicides, or other chemicals. The optimal conditions to produce high concentration of noble jacinocides, the powerful biologically active compounds in ginseng. So pause there, my friends. I've got to leave for a few seconds so there can be some commercials and the station could identify itself, and I'll be right back. Don't go away. I'm not going to go away. I'll be right back. Terry Naturally. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally. And we're going into our second portion of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here to the top of the hour. Don't go away. We have a lot more to tell you about red ginseng and others as well. I know this has been a very long topic for this, but it is such a remarkable product for your health that I want to spend some time to have you really understand the value and why you should not buy just any red ginseng. 
You want to buy one that is hydroponically grown, hydroponically cultivated, no exposure to pesticides or chemicals, and because it has the highest levels of optimal conditions to produce the high concentration of what is called the rare noble jacinicides. They're the powerful biologically active compounds found in ginseng. And one year of growth, not six years, one year of growth, which then is equivalent to traditional wild-crafted, wild-harvested ginseng that it might be found in the wild at 20-year-old ginseng. It's an amazing way, and they don't understand it yet, but the folks that grow red ginseng hydroponically have spent 10 years understanding how this can be done hydroponically, and they don't know why it happens, but this method increases the rare noble jacinocytes versus the normal the, the normal classic jacinocytes. The classic jacinocytes that's found in white ginseng can be converted to the rare noble, but we don't know how effective that is in everybody. Some people may not be able to convert. It's done by the bacteria in the intestinal tract. Maybe the people don't have the right bacteria. Maybe there's only 10% jacinocytes conversion. Maybe there's 50%. Nobody knows. But we do know that the red ginseng that is hydroponically grown is converted 17 times better and seven times more powerful or stronger. So there's greater benefit. So this really works really very effectively. Now it naturally boosts the, the energy from red ginseng. And here's a good study that was just completed this year. 188 people with chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia took a whole root red ginseng high in the very rare noble jacinocytes for one month, 30 days. Now the group was split into two. And part of the group took one capsule and the other group took one chewable tablet daily for each individual. So half the, take 188 people and you divide them in half. Half took one capsule, 400 milligrams of red ginseng or a chewable tablet daily, 100 milligrams daily. The participants were allowed to increase to two per day if they desired or felt they needed more energy, and more lessening of the fibromyalgia. Now, the people that were taking the capsule, many of them wanted another capsule during the day. Those that took the chewable tablet were satisfied with just one chewable tablet daily. And therefore, the chewable tablet was three to four times more effective than the capsule. And the results of this study, 
60% of the subjects of the study experienced significant improvement. 67% increased in energy, 72% improvement in stamina, 48% improvement in mental clarity. This is quite remarkable for a 30-day study of 188 people. So if you want to use red ginseng, when and why would you want to use it? Reduce fatigue. Increase energy levels. Reduce stress and tension. Nervousness. Improve mental clarity. Memory. And to boost the immune system. Reduce cold and flu and viral infection. And anyone who is learning new skills, it has an ability to increase stamina and endurance, especially in athletes. And like, for example, for the students, for increased skills, learning skills, anyone that's on the job that has to learn a new method or new principles or something new about the job and it's it's laborious, lots of work, a lot of memory. It improves anyone who has a chance or opportunity to learn new skills. And the dosage is 200 to 400 milligrams daily. Improves sex drive and libido. There are Based on the research, there are two really good formulations that combine red ginseng and a group of other compounds that makes it highly effective for both men and women to increase the libido and enhance the sex drive and all and overall sex gratification. So for the guy, 300 milligrams of red ginseng with apple and grape polyphenols plus saffron and zinc taken daily. And for her, combining 300 milligrams of red ginseng with maca, rhodiola, ashwagandha, and zinc also taken daily. These are really excellent formulations that can provide tremendous benefit. But if you want to just take the red ginseng by itself, that's also extremely effective. For him and for her, it's a combination for enhanced sex drive. But for just the red ginseng by itself, to reduce fatigue, stress, tension, and build the immune system, cold, flu, and viral infections, and improve learning skills. For athletes, build stamina and endurance. Now here's a very interesting study on melatonin in cancer patients. This was a three-year study. That also makes it a better study. The longer the study, the greater the population 
that is part of the study increases the value of the study because it shows more significant results than like a three-day study or a three-week study. Sometimes the shorter the study, there are more errors in the study. But this was a three-year study of patients with advanced non-small cell lung cancer. They were already receiving treatment with chemotherapy. They were on a number of drugs prescribed by their physician, the oncologist. Then they took the patients, divided them into three groups. They all were taking chemotherapy. Each group, three groups, each one of the three groups, all were taking chemotherapy. But then they divided them into three groups. One group got their regular chemotherapy as prescribed by the oncologist and 20 milligrams of melatonin at 8 a.m. morning time. The other group, chemotherapy plus 20 milligrams of melatonin at 8 p.m. And then the third group, chemotherapy plus a placebo, a fake pill to represent melatonin. And the results of this study, overall survival, the placebo group had a median survival group of 10 to 10.4 months. So they survived just as a traditional chemotherapy treatment and the placebo, they survived for about 10 months. While the nighttime melatonin group survived 40% longer, 17.6 months. After three years, 20% of the melatonin group were still alive versus only 3% of the placebo group. Almost seven times greater. Now, what they found from this study was that the sleep quality was linked to survival. The better and the longer the sleep was and the quality of the sleep, the better their survival rate, which supports previous findings that cancer patients with disrupted circadian rhythms have a poorer than expected lifespan. Sleep is one of those principles that improves the quality of health. Now, I try to get eight to nine hours of sleep per night. I go to bed very early. I'm in bed by 7.30. But I get up at quarter to four. I get the better part of my day done before anybody else comes into the office. So sleep is also a choice. Remember, everything is a choice. You stay up till midnight and then go to bed for four or five hours or try to sleep four or five hours. Doesn't work. I would not recommend less than seven hours a night of good, solid sleep. Now, if you go to bed and you lay there for an hour or two before you fall asleep, that's not part of the cycle. You need seven hours 
Better yet, eight or nine hours of sleep. But some people just stay up way too late, way too long, and maybe maybe too many parties. So when you sleep, you don't sleep well. Or if you drink too much or drink too much wine and you go to bed, you don't sleep well. It's not a good, solid, uninterrupted sleep. So we talked about almonds, the nut. Actually, by eating almonds, research shows that we can boost the benefits from our exercise. Now, how can eating nuts boost our exercise benefits? Well, here's the effect that was discovered by researchers after investigating a class of compounds called lipokines. The lipokines are important for metabolism and help turn stores of unhealthy white fat in the body, which is associated with obesity, to beneficial brown fat, which breaks down sugar and generates heat and energy. Researchers theorized that increasing the levels of the lipokines may help prevent obesity and the condition known as metabolic syndrome. A new study looked at the effects of 12 weeks of supplementation with almonds and otherwise healthy people starting an exercise routine. Half of the subjects ate approximately one-half cup of almonds daily. The rest of the subjects, the control group, ate a calorie-matched cereal bar without almonds. And immediately after exercise, the lipokines and their levels were evaluated and were found to be 69% higher in the almond group. And don't believe that nuts are fattening. Fat is good for us, the right kind of fat. And the almond group also reported less fatigue, better muscle strength, and decreased muscle damage after exercise than the control group. The researchers concluded that in addition to the effects on lipokine levels, the beneficial polyphenols in almonds reduce inflammation, oxidative stress from exercise or from other types of endurance allowing the body to recover faster. And nuts should always be a part of a healthy diet. They are the snacks of a good, healthy, ketogenic diet. They're not real high in protein, but they have a good level of polyphenols and also of good fats. So instead of a sugary snack, Grab some nuts. And how bad can sugar be? Sugar is bad for everything. There's no reason to eat sugar. There's no value in sugar. Sugar has no nutritional value. Sugar is not healthy. 
Sugar is just bad, bad, bad. And bad for your brain. And bad for your liver. NAFLD. Otherwise known as non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. You know, when alcoholics drank, they would end up with liver damage, cirrhosis of the liver, scarring of the liver, and maybe a liver transplant, or maybe liver cancer. But now NAFLD stands for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is extremely common in the U.S., If you're fat and you can see it, you look in the mirror and you can see all that fat. Well, if you could see inside, all that fat is in your liver too. And that's why they call it fatty liver disease. But it is not a disease. It's caused by eating too much sugar and too many carbohydrates. With almost 50% of Americans in the United States being obese, all those people have fatty liver disease, which doesn't really have symptoms that you know you have it until it's too late in most cases. 18% of children have fatty liver disease, totally unknown. And there is no drug to treat, and maybe that's good. Because maybe you'll have to wake up and decide that here's my choice. No more sugar. Lower my carbohydrates. Now this non-alcoholic fatty liver disease was linked to increased odds of depression and dementia that was discovered in a new study. So researchers divided animals into two groups. Group one ate a healthy diet. Now, here's what I'm talking about choices. Now, these animals were fed by by our choice, by the researcher's choice, and not on their own, of course. But animals in the wild eat a healthy diet in most cases. But, But unfortunately, you know, if they're eating corn, they're eating a lot of Roundup, a lot of pesticides, a lot of junk. So not animals are all healthy. But the group one of the animals were fed a healthy diet based on what that animal should consume as a healthy diet. Group two ate a very unhealthy diet designed to mimic the effect of eating high amounts of the the American diet, processed foods, and sugary drinks. Now, after 16 weeks, the animals on the processed food diet were obese, insulin-resistant, and had developed non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, while the healthy diet animals remained healthy. Folks, that's what I'm talking about in humans as well. You eat a crappy, unhealthy diet, And that's what you end up as. And we can have a choice. 
Disease is caused by bad diets, not by a lack of drugs. Not because somebody's mad at you. Not because you, not based on the roll of the dice. Not based on any unfortunate incident. We eat either a healthy diet or an unhealthy diet. We eat to have health or we eat to die prematurely. What's your choice? The animals with liver disease also had lower levels of oxygen in their brains and showed signs of brain dysfunction, anxiety, depression, and dementia. So these findings, based on the researchers, confirm previous research linking increased sugar There's no healthy sugar. And if you ate any sugar, it would be very, very low and only from fruit. I include about a half a cup to a cup of berries a day, which is very low in sugar. But you get all the benefits of the fruit. So increased sugar intake with a greater risk of mental illness including depression, anxiety, and dementia. The greater increase that has occurred over the last 100 years from the consumption of sugar may be leading to Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Many experts called Alzheimer's disease Type 3, type 3 diabetes. Sugar is the consequence causing dementia, depression. I think there's a lot of people, and I really think a lot of this violence that we see is based on a very, very unhealthy, very poor choice of foods. Now, how about migraine headaches? Boy, oh boy, if anybody had a migraine headache, I feel bad for them. I have a number of associates that have migraine headaches, friends that have migraine headaches. How can we stop migraine headaches, reduce the frequency, reduce the the severity of it? We can do a couple of good things to help create a solution for migraine headaches. Here's a new study on zinc and migraine headaches. A new study reports that people with high levels of zinc have nearly one-third lower risk of migraine headaches versus those who get little zinc in their diets. Researchers surveyed over 11,000 people and their reported zinc intake So the results of this survey, those with the highest levels of dietary zinc had a significantly lower and reduced risk of migraine headaches. And those who supplemented with at least 20 milligrams of daily zinc had even greater risk reduction versus those with low zinc intake. 
Now, zinc is so critical for over 300 different metabolic functions in the body, 300 different pathways in the body, very powerful, powerful for the immune system, cold and flu and infection. This is just another reason why we need zinc, but on a daily basis, 20 milligrams daily. There's no, no storage bin in the body that stores zinc. If we don't take zinc daily, within a week, it's gone. We don't have any more in our body. So we are operating on a low level of zinc or no level of zinc. And we need it daily. Most people today have a very low intake of zinc. Most vegetarians are vegans because the best source of zinc is red meat. And very few people eat red meat. Doctors have suggested no red meat. Dietitians have recommended no red meat or, or one serving a week. It's not enough. And vegetarians and vegans are much more at risk of a loss of zinc or a low level of zinc. So by supplementing the diet with at least, at least, I'd like to see the level up a little higher. I, I would, myself, I take 30 to 45 milligrams of zinc daily with 200 to 400 micrograms of selenium. Powerful combination for viral infection, bronchitis, pneumonia, all the conditions associated with upper respiratory, upper respiratory tract infection. So 20 to 30 to 45 milligrams of zinc every day. And you'll see a reduction in migraine headaches. I don't have a lot of time to spend on CoQ10, but by taking 100 milligrams of a chewable CoQ10 bound to gamma cyclodextrin to increase absorption would be the ideal way to take CoQ10. CoQ10 and zinc can make a huge difference in lowering the severity and the frequency of migraine headaches. My friends, we are out of time. Time for me to leave until tomorrow. Back here again at 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. So say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, my friends. And God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.